Hey, sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. It's your girl, Snobby, and whew, we survived week one of 2021. It has been a motherfucking doozy. I got my handy-dandy book prepared, so let's just get right into it. Let's start with the Trump terrorists. Um, did these white people storm the Capitol? <laughs> First of all, I'm going to need y'all to learn the difference between the Capitol building, which is with an O, and the Capitol that is located in the capital of the nation, which is with an A, it's from my ASL friends. Y'all have got to learn the difference. There is a difference. The building, oh, the location, A, period. Okay, period. The way y'all been misspelling this shit all over social media is driving me fucking, it's driving me insane, I'm not gonna lie to you. The fact that y'all still haven't like nailed loose and lose I'm not even going to hop into my grammar bag. Honestly, a lot of you should follow the podcast. Grammar Girl, one of my favorite podcasts. Really, really helpful. I, I just, I feel like she's got the tips and the tricks to really get y'all over this hurdle that a lot of you seem to be having. There's a fix, you know. I'm not, I'm not coming just to drag you. I come to also offer solutions. So, a beg, please, Grammar Girl. Uh, it's on, she's on SoundCloud and probably every other platform. SoundCloud is where I found her a million years ago. Um, get into it. <laughs> it's a helpful podcast. It really, really will get you over this grammatical hump that a lot of you are struggling with. Um, <clears throat> that being said, the domestic terrorists. Issue number one, the motherfucking um, right-wing media not calling these bastard terrorists, which is what they are, um, these fucking insurgents, um, these, these freaking this coup attempt, the fact that they're not using all of the terms that they should be using to identify this goddamn insurrection at the Capitol for what it was is thoroughly pissing me off. Not surprising me, but pissing me off. The way that the Capitol Police showed up for Black Lives Matters, um, you would have thought we were going to war, like World War III was about to start. But the way they showed up for a coup, an actual coup on the nation was like, hey, sis, hey, I saw a great meme that I felt absolutely captured it um, when they were, you know, everybody was saying, where are the police? And and the meme said, well, you don't see Hannah Montana the same time you see Miley Cyrus, do you? Exactly. A lot of those motherfuckers were the police. A lot of them were flashing their badges. Um, at this point, a lot of video has surfaced and you can see that Capitol Police were letting people in, escorting people into the Capitol. They were taking selfies. Um, people were allowed to leave the Capitol as if they were on some fucking grand walking tour. And I've read a million excuses as to why people were allowed to leave the Capitol from, you know, my civilian seat why not lock them in and then bring enough reinforcements to arrest everybody? I don't know. Again, I am not, you know, this is not, that's not my area of expertise. I don't pretend to have any strategies laid to the side on how to handle, you know, coups and, and other sorts. But what I do know is that was some bullshit. Um, and it was just proof positive of everything we've been telling y'all. Like, we've been telling y'all this for the longest. The only people that were surprised were white right-wing or right-wing people period because it wasn't just the whites it was a bunch of y'all on the right that oh my god i can't believe they would do this 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 i can't believe this is happening why, why can't you we've been telling you for years this is exactly what would happen 
We have been telling you verbatim this is exactly what would happen. I remember, uh, what, what's that dingy broad's name? Kellyanne, I forget her last name. Very dusty, arid looking about the face. Kind of gives you that Crypt Keeper vibe. She was saying, oh, you know, if Biden wins, there's going to be rioting. If Biden loses, that the left is going to be rioting in the streets and, you know, we're going to be looting and this, that, and a third. But if Trump loses, you know, we're just going to go to work the next day and it's going to be like a normal day. Sis, this you? Is this you? Because Trump lost and these motherfuckers literally tried to attempt a coup on our nation. I just, the words don't escape me, but I still remain befuddled at the fuckery of it all, at the audacity of it all, at the audacity of white people, of white privilege. That was white privilege put on fucking display. They didn't have a care or concern in the world that anything would happen to them because in this country, they don't pay consequences. They don't. Overwhelmingly, they don't pay consequences and they did not have an ounce of concern. I mean, people took PTO to pull up to that shit. You see, they're giving interviews freely and proudly. And yes, this was a very organized um, event because people came from all over the country to be there. So it's not like this was some ad hoc, oh, we woke up this day and decided we were going to pull up. No, they knew that this was the day that the Electoral College votes were going to um, be ratified and they wanted to stop it. They essentially wanted to pull a coup on the nation and they showed up in droves like the idiots that they are um not wearing masks i can't even think of what the covid spread has been like i'm still wiping down groceries these motherfuckers are pulling up to the capitol in droves with no mask on and i just i can't i hope each and every single one of them are arrested i i feel absolutely nothing for the woman that was shot um and killed um I am sorry for the officer that was killed. I'm in the line of duty. I, but the the people that were committing the coup, I just I feel nothing. And and then and then that brings me to the overwhelming point of Black Lives Matter, which is um, police brutality. We we now know unequivocally. I mean, many of us already knew unequivocally, but the rest of you motherfuckers now know unequivocally. The police absolutely know how to handle, they know how to handle things in a non-lethal way. We know that, we saw it. We saw it. If anything was screaming for legal force, it was breaching the Capitol. That was a domestic terrorist act. If anything was screaming for lethal force, it was breaching the Capitol having our Congress people basically hostage, hostage, they couldn't go anywhere. They were in fear for their lives. If you heard some of the audio that's come out of there, sounds like a very hostage, it sounds like a hostage situation to me. Um, when you're afraid for your life, you're afraid to move. If you go this way, you might be, you, you know, you might be the recipient of physical harm. You have been cornered into wherever you are. Um, if anything had ever called for lethal force, that was it. And that is not the force that was used, which is proof positive that they know how to do it. They choose not to do it when they are in our communities. And therein lies the problem. Therein lies the fucking issue. So don't ever compare Black Lives Matter to that fucking coup attempt that we all just witnessed um, 
last week. Those, those are not the same things. Those, those are not the same things at all. And, and I'm not going to play the games with y'all. I'm not going to play the games with y'all at all. I really want to get into how very prevalent this incident made Blue Lives Matter, the truth of Blue Lives Matter. You know, because y'all threw up these little fucking flags and I have plenty of cop friends, um, some of which are black, and they, I, I can only speak for, for the cop friends that I have. I only have one black cop friend who forgot he was black and thought he was blue. I only have one. I have non-black cop friends that think that they're blue. That's unfortunate for them, but to each his own, right? They, they think that they're blue. And when the narrative, when they tried to paint this narrative that it was everyone else versus the police, so Blue Lives Matter, they threw these flags up and they got up in arms and the whole right stood with them and, you know, we're for you, we're about you, and, you know, we support the cops, and y'all are attacking the cops, and blah, 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 blah. Well, these motherfuckers stormed the Capitol, killed the cop, ran over the cops, ran through the cops, the cops that were not, you know, in cahoots with them, got ran over, ran down, ran at, you know, they got assaulted, they, they got everything else that everybody else got, and I was just sitting home like, well, what happened to Blue Lives Matter? I thought Blue Lives Matter because I'm not really seeing any respect for law enforcement. I'm not seeing any respect for law enforcement. In fact, let me see if I wrote this article down because I have posted it. I posted the article um, on the Black Girl SOS Instagram page where um, a woman said, you know, why are you guys shooting at us? We're, we're the patriots. You should be shooting at Black Lives Matter as she stormed the Capitol. It's good to see y'all not even wearing those hoods anymore. It's easier to identify you when you take your hood off. Thanks, Karen. We appreciate you. So now the FBI is using social media to track down um, as many people as they can that were involved, that were taking pictures. I mean, this is the, this is the highlight of it all. The arrogance level, the audacity level was so high that they were taking pictures and posting it, taking videos and posting it. And this is how they are getting arrested. When I woke up this morning, I saw a video of um, a, a, a fella who was involved with that, who thought he was going home, but he's on the no-fly list. <laughs> and they kicked him off his plane. <laughs> Actually, I don't think they let him on the plane because I saw him going off like right um, in the terminal, right before you would uh, walk down the, the breezeway. And I am amused. I am amused. I am amused. I mean, the man was in tears. I love everybody. I love everybody. Well, you breached the Capitol. I mean, y'all weren't giving us the all lives matter energy that day at all. There was no blue lives that matter. There were no all lives that matter. The only lives that matter were anyone who was pro-Trump. And if you were anti-Trump, then fuck you. They were harassing people. They physically assaulted people that were passing. They breached the Capitol. I mean, they are thugs. They are terrorists. They should be called what the fuck they are. And if the right mass media won't do it, I certainly have no qualms doing it. I hope each and every one of them gets caught, and I hope each and every one of them pays the price. Um, didn't their president just sign like a bill 
I have to look up the name of the bill, but um, I just signed a law that says, I, I want to say writing or some crime on federal property is like automatic 10 years. I have to go look that up and get the exact verbiage of it. But the poetic justice of them breaching the Capitol on his behalf and ended up locked up under his <laughs> under his law. It's the very little things that bring me joy in life. The very little things that bring me joy in life. Anyway, enough of those cunts. On to today's topic. So today's topic, old school love. So let me tell you guys. I um first of all, I'm hella romantical. Hella romantical. I don't care what y'all think. I am hella romantical. And this week I have binged Bridgerton like four times unapologetically. Shondaland is out here getting us the content that we enjoy. I enjoy a good piece of Brit work. I enjoy a period piece. Um, and to have it done with a mixed cast from this different focal point, I thoroughly enjoyed it, loved it. I love what's going on at Shondaland. Keep bringing us the content. Um, I also watched Sylvie's Love, also out of Shondaland. Um, like I said, keep bringing us the content. Real quick before I get into old school love as a concept and, and, and a construct. Kenya Barris was not wrong. So that episode of Blackish where they talk about um, you know, black directors and writers and just black content creators kind of need to police themselves to say, hey, this is good, this is not good. And then in the writer's room, Kayla was saying, Michaela was saying, well, you know. We get to make bad movies also. Like everyone else gets to make great movies and bad movies. Why do all of our movies only have to be great and profound? Like, yeah, we could just drop some shit that's just a surface movie that's just there for people to enjoy on a surface level. Like that's also acceptable. And I can't say that I disagree with her. She's right. She's very right. I had to check myself more than once um, during my my last couple of watches i also watched fatal um and or is it pronounced fatali i think it's fatal but i will check in with grammar girl and see whether that e is silent or not um but i i didn't i didn't enjoy that that wasn't like a black movie per se it just was not a good movie in general in my opinion um but back to sylvie's love like sylvie's love is like this really cute sweet love story that you really have to leave as a surface movie it just has to be surface it just has to be if you try to get really into like the plot and and just various points of character development you, you start to be like i'm sorry now what now what the fuck is going on <laughs> that don't make no sense and everything doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to be profound. Everything doesn't have to be roots. You know, so everything doesn't have to be Malcolm X. We do get to have some movies that are just surface level movies that are just fun, a good time. They feel good. They make you happy. They make you hopeful. And that's it. So I, you know, that's what I got from Sylvie's Love. It was a cute, sweet little movie. Uh, Bridgerton, thoroughly loved, thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Listen, if the Duke is listening, <laughs> the work's available. <laughs> Listen, Roger is 
fine. He is a good-looking man. We support him. We endorse him. Whew, Chile. Anyway, that brings me back to old school love. Now, y'all know I live on the Twitters because the Twitters, I mean, it's a fantastic little universe of everything that's wrong with the world and everything that's right at the same damn time. And I personally can't get enough of it, and I make no apologies or qualms about it. So people love to get on Twitter, especially, and go into these rants about, oh, the love their grandparents had, and oh, you know, my grandmother was like this, and my grandfather was like that, and oh, I'm looking for this kind of love, and I'm looking for that kind of love, when in reality, a lot of people are really romanticizing the love or the relationships that they've seen between their grandparents, and I'm not saying your grandparents didn't love each other, I'm not coming for nobody's koofy, I'm not coming for anybody's koofy, my grandparents loved each other also, okay, they were married till death did they part, they loved each other also. However, however, <laughs> it's clear to me that a lot of y'all didn't really know y'all grandparents, and it fucking shows. And it shows. It shows every fucking time somebody died, and y'all be like, well, who the fuck is that at the funeral? Oh, that's the other family granddaddy had. <laughs> that's the other family that granddaddy had. Oh, you want to know why they split? Oh, because your grandmother had, your grandmother stepped out on your grandfather. Like, these things really were happening, and it's very clear to me that y'all have this real romantic version of what old school love is, and that's why y'all are really, like, standing in y'all own fucking way. First of all, you got to remember, back in the day, women didn't have agency over themselves. They, women were not able to buy homes. Women were not able to open bank accounts. Shit, I can't remember exactly what year it was, but it was sometime in the 70s when, when women could really just like walk into the bank and get accounts on their own. Bitch, I was born in the 70s. So to give that shit some context, like there was a very long period of time where women literally could not live independent, could not live wholly independently. In some way, shape, or form, there needed to be a man attached in order for them to kind of move about the cabin, for lack of a better way to put it. So a lot of these quote-unquote old-school loves that y'all romanticize are, are functional relationships and not this romantic bullshit that, that y'all like to present it to be. And then and then y'all like to y'all like to like glaze over um, the responsibilities that came attached with old-school love. Like I, I very often read men. Uh, overwhelmingly it's the men that that hop on twitter talking this stupid shit and it's like well you know i want my my lady to like take care of the house and raise the kids and ah, 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 while also being you know whatever professional she is and 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 x y and z okay well fun fact beloved when your grandmother was taking care of the house your grandfather was taking care of all the bills all of them you trying to go dutch with sis on the bills but you want sis to run the household raise the kids cook all the dinners clean the, like you you want sis to do everything your grandmother did but you don't want to do everything your grandfather did make it make sense i'm gonna need the math to math somebody's got to make the math math because right now one plus one is equal to three and that's not how it works and that's not how it works um you know women that Women that romanticize, you know, old school love. Oh, you know, my my husband, I mean, you know, I want my husband to be, you know, one of those men that, you know, he's a manly man. What what the fuck is a manly man? Like the the what the fuck does that even mean? Like I'm not even gonna get into the millions of issues 
that we as a community have with identifying Black male masculinity, because that's a whole other topic and one that I, I definitely have to get into because I just got into this conversation with a male friend of mine, a real dope dude. Um, no, I will not have him on. I meant what I said when I said I'll never have a male guest on here, but it is a conversation that um, we as women need to have because that conversation spawned from a woman's comment. Um, nevertheless, always the more, it's this romanticizing what that looks like. And very often this manly man notion was a detached man, a man who provided for his family, but was emotionally detached and emotionally devoid of, you know, not emotionally devoid, but not participating in the family life in an emotional way. Is that really what you want? Like that's hashtag goals? Is that, is that what we're looking for? Like stop romanticizing what you think old school love was and sit down and have a real conversation with your fucking grandparents. Get into the nitty gritty what that shit looked like. Like I know what my grandparents' relationship looked like because I have had conversations with people in my family that saw it. They loved each other. They took care of each other. My grandmother took utmost care of my grandfather until the very end. Um, but, you know, like like any other couple, they absolutely had their relationship issues. Shit wasn't picture perfect all the time. You know, shit wasn't roses and daisy. And, and my grandmother, my grandmother worked. Um, so my grandmother didn't just take care of the household. My grandmother also had a job. Um, both of my grandmothers worked. Um, so, you know, th there's, I, I don't have, which is probably why I've never had this romantic notion of what long lasting love looks like. I, I never have, I've never, and, and again, I'm hella romantical. I, I live for a good R&B song, like swoons all day. I love a good, you know, piece of romance. I'm, I'm here for it. Give me a rom-com. I'm into it. Y'all can keep the notebook and a butterfly effect. Both of those shits are trash. Um, I don't even consider them shits part of the genre. But, you know, for the most part, I'm extremely sentimental. I'm hella romantical. So those are things that resonate with me. But I've never, ever, ever been anything but a realist. And especially when it comes to actual relationships and actual long-lasting love. Like, you need to stop romanticizing this shit because thinking that things are going to be all, like, flowers and candy all the time is really what's keeping you, it really might be what's keeping you from finding something that's sustainable, finding a relationship of substance because you're looking for a lot of fluff and fluff is not what endures. Baby, cotton candy disintegrates the minute it gets wet. I don't know how to tell you, you know? So, honestly, that's, mm, I, I can't, I really, I can't get it. I can't get jiggy with it. Uh, and so most recently it came to light for me again in my personal life because, um, you know, as I mentioned more than once, I lost a, a, several people during, um, during the peak or at least the first peak of COVID. And one of the people I lost was an older gentleman who's always um, been family, been like family. I grew up in this house, grew up with his kids, grew up with his grandkids. And um, just a really, really amazing black man. He was definitely somebody that I loved 
and respected and I held him in such high regard. He was someone that I always considered like um, a bit of a blueprint for, you know, what what your 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 spouse should be or what what your your child's father should be, what your, you know, what your lifetime companion should be because I always saw him present. Uh, I saw him take care of his family. I saw him I saw him love on his wife or at least the woman I understood to be his wife. I saw him love on her. I saw him love on his kids. I, I saw him go to work. I never saw him be, um, and not that I never, you know, never seen him uh, like lose his temper or anything. He's a human being. I've seen a whole, I've seen his whole self. You know, I've seen his good, his bad. But, you know, overwhelmingly, I just saw this man that really valued his family and valued the way he raised his boys and valued, um, really valued just the way he presented himself as a man. And I just, I held him in very high regard. So when he passed away, I was quite sad about it. Um, you know, obviously tears and everything else that comes with mourning and grieving. And so I said to my mom, you know, please send me information about the arrangements. Um, you know, obviously I couldn't travel at that time. That was literally the height of COVID, but I was like, you know, if there's going to be um, like a Zoom that I can log on to, I definitely want to do that. Um, if you're able to like just get one of the memoriam cards, please just grab me one. Um, and my mom was just like, well, I, I don't think he's going to, I don't think there's going to be a service up here. And I was like, why? The whole family's up there. Why, why are they not going to do services there? And um, she's like, oh, they're probably going to do the services down south now. Um, later, in later years, I know he had relocated uh, back down south. And so I was like, eh, doesn't it make more sense, though, for them to do the services up north and then just ship the body down south, which is very common for a lot of us um, because, I mean, that's just, it's just very common for us. A lot of us have family in the south and want to be buried, you know, where the rest of the family is, but we live up north. And so services are where everybody can attend and then the body is shipped to its final resting place. And, you know, lo and behold, fast forward through the, the fluff, um, my mother says to me, oh, I, the wife has custody of the body. And I said, excuse me. And she said, yeah, I'm just as fucked up as you. Like, And it was in that moment that I realized I know this fucking man at all. <laughs> at all and i said i'm confused like I, you know i know this woman that i grew up with to be his wife I, I i don't know him to have any other family and i know that that happens very often it often it happens at funerals um it's a very common theme and a running joke like you show up at a funeral and you got all these extra cousins and you know this random auntie and uncle and you're like, well, where the fuck you came from? Well, it came from this extra ass family that nobody knew about. Um, and honestly, you're not even sure you might be the extra family. Lo and behold, you might be the extra one. Who knows? But this is why it has to stop being a romantic, like we have to stop romanticizing old school love and what that was and what it looks like. Because the truth of the matter is the shit ain't what you thought it was. Nine times out of 10, the shit ain't what you thought it was. And, and anyway, you don't fucking live in that era. Like you're trying to manufacture a relationship that worked for an era that you don't fucking exist in. Why? I am befuddled. 
you need to figure out what worked for you substantively as a person and for the time and space you exist in. Everything isn't going to be for everybody. Like, everything is not normal. Like, there are very many old school people. Um, I guess I can throw myself in with the old school people for this that are not really fans of, like, online dating. But online dating is very normal in this era. And now that you throw the pandemic in the mix where people really haven't been able to get outside and kind of connect with people in a face-to-face -face kind of way, online dating skyrocketed, honestly, like, is Magic.com going public because I need to buy stock? The value of their company skyrocketed during um, during the pandemic. And it is, for better or worse, the norm. Now, I don't, I disagree with it for different reasons than maybe, you know, people a generation or two ahead of me. They just think it's weird to, you know, kind of bond with people over the computer where I don't think it's, I don't think that that's weird. I think we do that all the time. Uh, we bond with people over the internet. That I don't think there's anything weird about that. I am just personally not comfortable. I'm also not a dater. So let me put that out there. I don't date strangers. So I already have a discomfort with going out with someone I don't know. You add the element of it being online and me not even being able to source out your authenticity because it's online. I watch a lot of ID, y'all. So that, for me, it's it's a it's a thing I'm not comfortable with. It's a thing I've always been uncomfortable with. It's something I've always been hyper cautious about. And so it's also not my jam, online dating, but I can admit and acknowledge that it is very common and a very normal way to start relationships. I have friends that are married with kids, beautiful families, lovely people, people that I now consider family that they met through online dating. So, you know, obviously it works. <laughs> it obviously works and, you know, and it's normal. It is, it is a normal practice in this era. But if you talk to your grandparents, they think you're a fucking lunatic for, you know, going out with somebody that you met online. So stop trying to live in an era that's not yours. You know, live in an era that is and just figure out what works for you. If you are a woman who wants to be a, a homemaker, there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with it. But you need to find you a man that wants to fully provide for you. <laughs> Not a man that wants to go Dutch with you. Because a lot of these motherfuckers that are saying, oh, they want this old school love. They want to go Dutch. Old school love is in Dutch. I'm not picking up any of the bills. You pick up the bills. I I, I, I know a woman, a really dope woman, who she does well on her own. She does completely well on her own. And her husband still pays all the bills. That is the lifestyle that works for them. That's the arrangement that works for them. You figure out what works for you and make that shit work stop trying to have some fucking 2021 adaptation of a 1960 love relationship because baby that ain't it that is not it Ooh, Chile. between the trump terrorists and you fake love mofos that bitch is a little bit tired and parched <laughs> anyway before I get out of here, I just, as always, I want to thank everyone who has made a purchase. If you haven't gotten your BGS merch, make sure you check out the website, www.brandsnobby.com. Queendom Rising shirts are still on sale in white. I am restocked. I think I'm restocked. 
don't quote me, check the website. <laughs> I think I'm fully restocked on the black, black girl SOS shirts. If I'm not sliding my DMs, if you don't see their sides, I'm happy to do it. Um, a new sweater will be dropping at the end of Q1, I want to say. Y'all know I put it out there so that y'all can hold me accountable because if I get the opportunity to slide, I will slide. <laughs> so end of Q1, I'm going to do another sweater, different, a different sweater. It's going to be a limited run again. You got to get it while it's there. Um, but yeah, I just really appreciate all the support. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And until next time, my loves, you have a good one.